0: Natural ones. A bunch of good guys doing bad for glory,
1: and snacks.
2: All right, recording is now. Started. You're recording. Hey, we're recording. How about yeah, that?
3: No, 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 mom jokes.
1: And we're live. Ish, we're live to record.
2: Live on tape, yeah.
1: That's right. Okay. So on tape. Wouldn't that be uh-huh. a
2: train wreck if we tried to live stream it? Oh, yeah. No, that would be awesome. How,
3: like seriously, how would that be any different than what? We're, I don't edit. I,
0: yeah. yeah
4: that's true <laughs> no but you do leave out all the mom
0: jokes which is stupid our our four listeners would have the thrill of hearing us do it oh. as we do it
1: yeah yeah wow well, are are we ready can't now? even say anything yeah, yeah
0: we have more than go. Four? okay sorry
1: on that note
2: when oh. last we left
1: off uh you guys had actually you done a great job stealing the train uh, and manage. Mm-hmm. You were on a mission basically from um, from God. Feral to, yeah, you're on a mission from God. You're on a mission from Feral to steal some different bits and pieces of technology. Uh, you got your eyes on a few different pieces, but really the kind of main thing you were after was the train. You did manage to steal it. However, in the process, uh, Bright Axe was captured and, and was about to be executed. Uh, you guys spent some time getting to him and finding him. And then last game, we're able to. Um, Manipulate the situation so that uh, so that you were able to rescue him. Um, this is amid a major riot on the level. So um, basically the way you guys escaped was through the back of the riot. You guys managed to cut through the Dwarven lines, uh, get out of the, the riot area and run through. There was a, a big door that had been blocked off. Um, you managed to get out and you're in the streets that are very empty. You found an inn that was also very empty, um, and you just—you're not seeing people anywhere. You managed to go up, you get inside this inn, you find a what was basically a conference room, shove some tables against the door, and we're going to take a long rest. So during this long rest, would any of you like to have any type of conversation, um, bearing in mind that you're all very worn out? <clears throat> I simply
2: want to provide thanks to my crew here. Uh, appreciate you springing me.
3: Well, you are welcome. We uh, definitely need your brawn with the things that we do. So, do you have any news about what happened while you were
2: incarcerated? Um, well, the only thing that happened different while I was incarcerated is I've got this and I hold up my little grick. Or I try to hold up my little grick. Is my little grick around? Uh, put that so thing away. We don't need to you, see that.
1: You go to hold him up and he's not in your hand. And you're like, what the hell? I swear he was just there. And out of the corner of your eye, you see him slithering um, over in just kind of one side of the room under one of the tables. He's kind of winding his way up the table. Like,
2: uh, hang on. I'll be right back. I go over and try to Try to get him. What does he
1: look like? A grick. He's a small grick. So (laughs) it's it's Oh, I thought that was his name. No, I don't know. It's, it's a snake with the beak and the tentacles that slew around. So you managed to go over there and you, and you kind of grab him kind of around his neck and go to pick him up. And he wraps his tentacles around your, around your wrist and starts nipping at your wrist. Kind of like a kitten does when it gets you, you know. It just—it's—it's oh, it's yeah. enough to draw just a little bit of blood, but yeah. it's, it doesn't really hurt. And he just—you know—he's just the cutest little grick in the world.
2: I'm kind of like, oh, look how cute he is! He's gnawing on my hand. How adorable! And I fish a piece of cheese out of my belt and go to shove it in his beak.
5: Does he eat you? Oh, never mind. I guess so.
3: Great, what? another mouth to feed. <laughs> He, uh, how big is how big is it exactly?
1: I mean it's decent size. If you think of a regular Grick is probably the size of like a large rattlesnake, this is it's a it's a baby grick. It's a it's about the size of a large garter snake. Okay.
5: So uh so uh Brad like how did how did you come across that guy?
2: Uh well he just kinda uh when I got into the jail he just kinda started coming up and hanging around and seems to be real attached to me, sorta.
1: Yeah. At this point, but he he's slithers up your arm and around your neck, and he wraps himself around one of your horns.
2: Oh, isn't that the, just the cutest thing?
1: And then he's doing that snake thing where he slithers down like he's going to get something and starts nipping at Meep a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> get, him, get him, little guy. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely yours. <laughs> he's so cute. All
1: right. Do we want to have any other conversation while we're preparing to rest? We're having our rest, I guess.
6: Have we decided what what we're doing next? I just kind of asked the group.
3: So that's a a good question. I wonder what happened to our drow friends. We asked them to help us, and in return, we were going to possibly help them. We were thinking about going down into... uh, the Underdark, Brightaxe. And we we found these, a couple of drow rangers, I believe. And they assisted us in uh, causing a distraction to help save you. And they are having trouble down in the uh, Sarthea. And uh, I believe armies of the undead are pushing out people from the Underdark.
5: Mm. I mean, it it wouldn't be the worst idea to get out of Dodge for a while.
6: That is what I was thinking. I would feel better if we weren't here.
3: That's true. Well, if you don't mind going (laughs) from the frying pan into the fire.
2: Well, at least down there they're not looking for us. That's true. Not they yet. fight They're everything. They're hostile to just everyone. Us.
3: Yes. Agreed? And I've
2: wanted to... Part of what I've wanted to do, hopefully, here, is to look for more of my people, maybe.
3: Well, let's hope that there are people still down there. I could actually look for mine as well. It is where I come from as well. So... Let's rest up and then we can head out in the morning, I
2: guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it actually, so you guys, the execution was taking place uh, in the early afternoon. So by the time the riot broke out and all, it's probably very early evening. It's like six o'clock-ish. You guys, like I say, you managed to find kind of a hole and, and bolt yourselves down. Um, there are windows, they are shuttered, and they have these big metal shutters that, that kind of, you know, do the barn door style opening uh, out. Um, but you can hear calls through the street, and as you kind of, you know, just crack it open and look down, you do see patrols of dwarves. And they are, anytime they spot somebody, they're yelling at them. And if they catch them, they're beating them and telling them to get back in their homes. So it's still very much, it's a city, or at least this level, is very much a city that is, is being locked down and the streets are being cleared.
2: Did we bolt the door on the inn itself? You uh, yes. did
1: not. You actually, did. You, did, you guys bolted in and went right upstairs.
4: Uh, I but, believe I did say we did the whole Blues Brothers thing where we piled everything in front of the doors. Yes. And...
1: You did do that. That's correct. Yeah.
3: So we've locked okay. ourselves in the door in the room, but yeah. All right, I'm going to bed down. Okay. He set up oh. a
1: "Watch." Okay, so who's taking first watch?
2: I'm a little charged up. I'll take first watch with whoever.
5: Okay. Uh, I'll take. I'll take watch. Well, I'll take. I'll take first watch if you want with them.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say we, if we, you know, I have. Probably we have the most highest hit points. We don't want both of us at the same time.
5: Yeah, I, I haven't back, been too so hurt and I still have some spells, so I'll go ahead and take first watch.
4: I'll give me time to charge up and I'll take
7: next.
1: Sounds good. So, Krantan, as you bed down, um, you are quickly, I mean, you guys are freaking exhausted. Um, you quickly fall asleep. And it seems like you're asleep for maybe like 10 minutes and you jerk awake with a start and you look around and you just see a room that is full of death. You see your friends who are there. Um, but it's, it's not, it's, you're not in the same room. Your friends are there, but it's a different room. And you look around. You realize you're wearing only your vestments. You don't have any armor. You don't have any. Your hammer's not on your back. There's none of that. You know, no, no external stuff. You're only wearing your 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 robes. Um, and you, as you begin to investigate, you realize you're home, um, but it's right after the slaughter so it's just after you woke up all those years ago so kind of describe for us give us a little a little indication of what it is that you're seeing all about you
3: i see my i see my friends that i've worked with in the mines laying next to me the crystals that we are the gems that we have been mining are in baskets that are overturned and strewn about. um, Off towards the, uh, what kind of a room am I in?
1: You're in kind of the the main chamber of your old home. Gotcha.
3: Um, As I look out the window, I see more death. uh, Slaughtered, survivor, and deep gnomes all over the ground, pieces of them ripped off, Uh, women, children, males, females, everybody is just dead everywhere. And I walk out into the courtyard and I see the doors of the great chamber are broken open. And as I walk through the death, trying, because I'm a young man, I'm a young gnome at the time. And I walk in towards the chamber, trying to dodge the corpses on the ground. As I walk into the main chamber, where our benefactor stayed, I feel a, a pull, I feel something calling to me in the rubble. The building is falling apart. Um, It was a high roofed building, kind of like a a church almost. But pieces of it are falling in as if there was a, a great battle inside this building. And I sift through the rubble. Tried to trying to make my way to the back and I pull back this rock uh, with strength that I didn't know I had and I find my hammer sitting there.
1: And just as you go to reach for the hammer, it's, it's speaking to you. You feel a presence behind you and you turn and you look and you see Rantolf. He's a beholder for those of you who, who have not met him, which is everyone. He's a beholder, but he appears to be undead or, or modified in some unholy way. His largest eye is really slack and has ooze coming out of it. His skin is, is kind of gray-green and mottled. Um, and his other eye stalks are, are, are just a bit slack or limp. And he looks at you And you see yourself kind of reflected in that eye. And you're you're you again, you're your older self again. Still wearing your vestments. You turn back and glance, the hammer's gone. You turn again and look at Randolph. And he just says, so you seek me again after all this time.
3: Yes, I do. You are An unholy abomination. And my new lord of Kelevor believes that you must be taken care of. How appropriate.
1: Yeah. Where's this noise
3: coming from? (laughs) Heavy bright axe. Is that?
4: music you're listening to
2: oh could be
7: <laughs>
2: that was perfect yeah, no, that <laughs> was... in the background <laughs> that was nice. great
7: that
3: was great great yeah. now we gotta pay royalties yeah <laughs>
1: you
3: should have told us what it was
1: <laughs> he Rantolf looks at you and he just says fool and one of his eyeballs opens and you're hit with a ray that comes out of it and it just it hits you like you've never been hit before and you go flying back into the wall behind you and crash through it and into the rock and just tunnel impossibly through what feels like hundreds of miles of rock. It's, it's just this this the, worst, the oddest sensation in the world. You feel like you're continually being just pummeled and every bone in your body is being broken and then it comes back and it's broken again. And you travel what seems to be a ridiculous distance through this rock. Um, when you finally land, you are on a cliff top you recover your you recover your feet you're able to roll around you take a bit of a breather you recover your feet and um and take and take a look and you awaken and fire is all about you and you look out over the landscape and there's fire everywhere it's a massive cavern um, there is no natural sunlight it's all aglow with yellow uh, yellow light, yellow and orange light hot thick hair hits your lungs. Um, and you realize you're overlooking a city that has a dark river that is flowing right by it. The rivers between you and the city on your side of the river, which is weird because you're pretty far away from it, but you very clearly see a pier, and you very clearly see a oarsman standing near his craft motioning for you with his finger.
3: I walked towards him.
1: Okay. So it looked like he was a good distance off a mile, maybe a mile and a half. Oh. And, but again, it was weird because you could see him like he was, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it was unnatural how far you could see. You begin your walk and then find yourself it's, it's almost like you blink and you're right there. You go up to the pier and he turns his headed, or his hooded head towards you and pulls back the hood to reveal a skull with his eye holes that are just dark and endless. Staring at them is like staring into the void. And I need you to make a DC 15 wisdom saving throw please.
2: Hmm.
1: Oh fun.
3: It should not be a problem.
1: I accidentally told you the DC. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I get for reading that piece of it. (laughs) I got an 18. It's
3: a plus eight, so that's my best. All right.
1: So you feel, as you look into his eyes, you feel as if they're pulling you in, as if you're beginning to fall just into the abyss. And at the last second, you kind of, and you put your faith in Kellenborn, and you're able to pull yourself back. And you still stare at him. Um, he holds open his hand to you.
3: I reach into my pouch and I take out the one coin that I always have and I hand it to him.
1: And his eyes gaze at the coin and they gaze at you and then you see his bony hands close upon the coin.
3: How big is his boat?
1: It's pretty big. It's, uh, think, uh, well, not huge, but think like slightly larger than a Venetian gondola Okay. in, in a very, very similar shape and style, but made of bones. And bones he, he's and, and the black lacquered wood. He is the only one in it. Okay. So he takes you, you, you hop in the boat and he starts slowly with the, that back stick or thing, whatever that thing's called. And you begin to move. And as you're, as you're moving, you look off to your left and you see the city as it just goes by you slowly. And you see all manner of beings down there. You see people in chains. Um, you see devils and arch fiends and all kinds of, of people. You, you get the impression that if you're not on another plane, you're very, very deep in a, in a very odd city um, or in a very odd place that you, you have never really experienced before, but you've heard legend of. Um,
3: where are we going? Orsman?
1: There's no answer. He continues to row and row until the city is far behind you and hours pass like minutes here. It's time is, is very wibbly wobbly with you and you get to a point where you're about to go over a waterfall and he just puts his hand on your shoulder. Are you going to do anything?
3: How does it feel? His hand? Yeah. Like a skeletal hand. hand.
1: Yeah, it's just, you can tell he's trying to hold you in place. But he's not trying to hurt you.
3: I will trust you, Orsman.
1: Okay. So, the gondola comes to the edge of the waterfall. The nose goes up and over. And then it inverts and goes straight down and pops up and just buoys up on the other side. It's almost like you went underwater and then popped right back up. And you realize there's been a massive change. The, the air is still hot and humid and and not normal. But the city has gone from behind you. Um, It is now, the chamber that you're in is still almost as massive, but it's illuminated in a different way. It's no longer the orange glow of fire or anything like that. It's more, um, well, you'd be familiar with it, it's more like under dark vegetation that's bioluminescent. Right. Um, As you continue to go, you look back at the skull and he just looks down at you. He doesn't say this to you so much as you just hear in your head. He says, the way is before you. The dragon awaits,
7: Hello.
1: and then you wake right up.
7: Here.
6: In the the person probably cleaning him up for them there.
1: You come when you awaken. You awaken with a start, but you look around and you're in you're in the room, and all these guys, all these sweaty guys, are around you. Trying, most of them are trying to sleep. Who was on watch?
5: I was and um
1: Beep and right. Brad okay, what were you guys watching for specifically
2: uh, uh, I was planning on listening for sounds coming from downstairs in fact i I think i I probably would try to possibly through kind of uh, wishing I could see downstairs or uh, thinking about how much I would like to see if there was anybody trying to come in the downstairs door, maybe uh, implying some uh, thought process towards my little grickling uh, to see if maybe he could go down and investigate and let us know if something was going on.
1: Okay. And meep, what were you doing?
2: I would have had my
5: steel defender like somewhere outside the door to act as like a. just well not outside the door I guess but you're taking your grip down there though right you said so I yep. guess I wouldn't need to do that so I'll keep my steel defender with me and I'll just be I'll be just aware of what's going around inside the room I'll just stay in the okay. present area since he's going to do the exterior
1: okay alright um, so Brad X go ahead and make an investigation check and then Meep, independent of him make an investigation check
2: Investigation. Oh, gosh. Twenty-five.
5: Okay.
1: Let's see here. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Okay, so, Brad X, it's really strange for you. Um, you feel very connected to this thing in a very uh, a way that you're unaccustomed to. Um, it does go downstairs but you don't really see it go downstairs so much as you just feel its presence down there you just you it's in your hand one minute and you're playing with it and you kind of set it down and look away and then you think hmm I kind of have this vague notion of what's going on downstairs and it's almost like its senses are coming through to you you're not quite seeing through it but you're getting a good feel for the place it still feels pretty empty um, but it's a it's a startling sensation for you it's a very strange sensation for you Uh, Meep, you take a good long look around the room, um, and you are able to find a loosened floorboard. And as you pop that open, uh, you do find the remainder. It looks like somebody forgot it down there, Um, but you do find a small coin purse with about 75 gold in it. It's either been hidden there or put in there and forgotten about or something. Okay. There's also a dagger in there. It's just a standard dagger, nothing special about it. Okay. Um, and then some, some writing utensils and paper.
5: Okay. I'll take the utensils and stuff the dagger somewhere. What
1: would you say you rolled?
5: A 25. 20 20-something?
1: Okay. It's a very, the paper that you find, you realize right away, it's a very high quality.
5: Okay. Like as right. in like write spells on quality?
1: Uh, I mean, with well, you're proficient in arcana, right?
5: Right. Yeah. I'm an artificer okay. at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, based on what you see, you think probably some little schmo of a low level wizard probably stayed here at some point. And, and okay. Stuff, stuff is there squishy. And... He, okay. he probably died somewhere. No, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, um, but you do just your investigation of the room kind of brings that up, but you don't find any kind of secret passages or any other ways out. So okay. you feel like it's either out the window or out the door your two choices should it come to an emergency. Okay. All right. Thank uh, you. Kranta, you awaken with a start.
3: And these two are...
1: Those two are awake. Everybody else is asleep.
3: Oh. Oh, my gosh. How long has it been? How long have I been asleep?
5: Yeah, just just like four hours. What's the matter, man? Oh. You're all, like, sweaty and clammy-looking. I mean,
3: you're always war- kind of clammy-looking, but... It's warmer than normal down here. I... I had to... I don't even know what to call it. A very real dream.
5: It uh is, it a, a, vision. is a, a good dream? Like was it happy or was it like sad or scary? I
3: laugh at your
2: face? Were there many large breasted <laughs> gnomish women? Oh jeez. <laughs> would
3: you get off the
5: gnomish women? They're too short for you. What is your obsession with them?
2: When Which was the last dream. time when was the last I time I wouldn't imagine had a him to dream. dream of Minotaur women? <laughs> that would be a
3: scary dream. <laughs> no, it was not a a dream in that way. It felt it felt more real. It felt like a vision in two parts.
5: Wait, do you think Kelumvor's trying to talk to you through through a dream? I
3: I can't tell. It's Kelimvor has never been
5: as direct
3: as this dream was.
5: I, has so he's never done anything like this before. No, I've I've had
3: visions before. Yes, but they're always very abstract. Uh, the ideas in them, I have to try to figure out.
5: This well, one know, was
3: quite more direct.
5: I know a Baxis would sometimes talk to people in a similar fashion. I mean, I heard stories about that stuff, but I don't know if that was like him using spells, I you know, so.
3: Well, I do Maybe. know that there is there is magic that could do this. But it would be strange. I saw... I saw Rantoth, the beholder that killed my people and killed me, brought my father back from the dead to kill me. And he's... Sp- to you. Oh,
1: Sorry, okay. go ahead. I was that piece of it when you were speaking to him that didn't feel like a dream that felt yeah. like you were in his presence
3: yeah it felt he he was speaking to me as if I was standing there with him and when he blasted me it felt very real but then the dream kept going which would be the strange part, I feel. Because if Randolph was using some sort of scrying type magic, I don't think the second part would be his doing. It went on and I was at the city, a city of fire. brydax a,
1: a name comes to you. Oh. It's, and you didn't hear the name. It right. just comes to you. It's Cole K-O-L Go back up, make sure I pronounce it correctly here. Cole Diabolus, D I A B O L U S. O U S U L U S. L U S. Diabolus Diabolus. And It comes to you. You don't know where it comes from. You snatch it out of the ether, but you've never been more positive in your life that that's the name of that city.
3: Cold Diabolus is the name of the city. I just... I just know it. This is a very strange sensation. I have... These visions that Kelevore have given me in the past stick with me, but have never been this, they're always real. I don't know, it's hard to explain. I can believe and trust in what those visions have shown me, but they're always a mystery. I have to uh, discover what the meaning is over time usually. But this was very distinct. I walked up to a city of fire underground the city was made of fire, not on the fire. There was a river of fire. And there was a ferryman standing there with his bone canoe. And I, he took me down the river to where I don't know. All I know is that in this in this dream if it was a dream I know I must go. Brydax, do you know anything of your homeland? Do you does any of this make any sense to you? There
2: are stories told. Um but DM with a nineteen history check, do I? <laughs>
1: You would, you would have heard of similar places, but it's not so much a history check as bits and pieces of religion. Okay. Uh, this would be a place um, almost, I'm trying to think of what, else, well, it would almost be like Avernus. It would be kind of a, a hell city from a different plane. Okay but it is the type of place you might have heard just bits and pieces of, but it would definitely require a plane shift to get there from what you, from what he's telling you, it sounds like it would require that.
2: Okay. So it it seems that, uh, occasionally on long voyages or late nights, we would share stories and our elders had stories of places of similar, um, Design with fire and uh, things that go way back in the history of our people. Yes, I felt
3: it's very hot and humid and otherworldly. So that would, I believe, what you say. I don't know where we're headed, men, but i mean did i feel any kind of emotion while this was going on when i was there other i mean
1: um i mean the emotional part of it for you was the first part when you were there with Rantolf. right after that it was almost like something was trying to be revealed to you but you can't quite place your finger on what you get the feeling that the city was less important i mean the city was important as a marker but it was right. less important than where the journey i was going took. Yeah. right okay
5: that, I, I can only imagine that. I mean. Maybe being closer to the proximity of this place. Do you think the connection could be stronger? I mean, it was it it was like a defining moment in your past.
3: Uh, the only thing that I know for sure. Is that I must kill Randolph. And hopefully I can at least help guide you towards this city. If it does exist, or maybe, maybe that's my final destination.
2: Who is this Rantolf? Or what is this Rantolf?
3: Rantolf is a beholder. He came to our city When I was, uh, well, before, when I was a child, he came to our city and uh, organized us. And he lived among us. He stayed pretty much within his study, doing just that, studying, using magic. We prospered under him. We were able to find and uh, sell more and more jewels, gems, get the food that we needed. Everything seemed like it was going great until people started going missing. And as it turns out, without belaboring your, uh, telling you the entire story. He had been playing with dark necrotic magics. Everything was for him. Everything was about getting him more and more riches, uh, magical items, things of that nature. And he started to convert some of my people into undead. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And we didn't know that until we sent in a squad to confront him, and included my father. And they didn't come out until they all came back undead. He sent them out to us, and my own father, who, as I said, I was... Young and naive, did not know what undead was. He killed me. My father killed me. And when I awoke, everyone was dead. I was the only one alive. Calivor had brought me back.
2: Okay, so I heard a lot of big words in there. and So let me get this straight. Big bad guy has lots of treasure.
7: Yes. Right? Well, he and, did.
2: And he's making some undead things. Lots and lots of undead.
3: In this vision, okay. he was well, not... I
2: don't fight very good, so we can get after those. But, uh, but treasure. Okay. Treasure. Lots of treasure. I, I can
3: get behind that. All right. And Meep, I'm sure there's lots of magic and things untold that we could find as well.
5: You know, I mean... I love that stuff, but I think, I think you need to deal with this. I mean, he, he suppressed your, all your people. Like he's as bad as a Baxis and people like that, we don't need any more of their kind in this world.
3: He is an abomination. He's not even people. He does not deserve to be on this plane of existence any longer. He has turned himself. If the dream is true, He has turned himself into something that was completely an affront to nature. He seems to be undead himself. I don't know what we're getting ourselves into, but I would agree that we need to stop this before it infects our entire plane. Just like a Baxis, you're right.
5: Well, you know, I don't have a problem with people killing each other. But enslavement's different i mean if you're gonna kill somebody for their pouch of gold i get it you need the money it's not the nicest thing to do but it makes more sense than tricking people forcing people into like servitude that's far crueler and there's no need for that i'm in this well you two should get some
3: sleep I'll wake up, Croker, and the two of us can do second watch.
5: Okay, thanks. I'm out.
1: i good. Right. I'm a little awake yeah. now. <clears throat> Rolthor, You, as you are sleeping, you you kind of sleep fitfully. Um, you don't have any crazy, uh, too crazy nightmares, but your dreams are are they're almost filled. Um, filled with images of your youth and with Feralt and, and how he had kind of raised you and expected the best from you. And when he didn't get it, he would, you know, treat you a certain way. Um, Otham you're having very similar dreams. However, yours are much darker. Um, and it's very similar in that it was, you know, Feralt and how he raised you, but when you didn't give him your best, he treated you a certain way and it was far harsher than what Rolthor got. Um, and that's really, it's just, again, no no visions, nothing crazy. Um, but you both are reminded in your own way of kind of your upbringing and what that was like. Um, and how you, Rolthor, you recall how how Otham was fr- would frequently be there to support you, or in some cases, if it looked like it was about to get bad for you, step in front of it, um, as older brothers sometimes do in, in those types of situations. Uh, and autumn, you just remember there were times where you would try to provoke Feralt in order to draw his attention to you and, and away from Rolthor. Um, and these thoughts just kind of swirl, uh, but there's no real, um, there's no super deep meaning behind that um, that you can discern. Uh, however, I'd like each of you to make a wisdom saving throw. You're both uh,
0: muted. That would be a ten. A ten. Okay.
1: That would be fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. So, when you both awaken, and you'll still sleep for a while, we've got a few other few other people to get through. But when you both awaken, you'll have the benefit of a long rest, as far as it goes, for your spell slots and all. You know, all just click yourself for a long rest. But then you'll each take 25 points of psychic damage. Psychic damage. Uh oh. Alex is the host. We just lost Bowman. Well, that sucks. He was next. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, Alex, you said you were on with uh, with Croaker, right?
3: Correct. We're both okay. away.
1: Okay. So, Bright Axe. You. Yes. Oh, Krant. Uh, actually, first Krant, that make a perception check with disadvantage for me.
3: Wow. I'm so enthralled with what happened. I'm not paying attention.
1: You're you're thinking hard.
3: Yeah. Uh, perception with disadvantage check.
1: Yes. That's because oh. I silent but deadly am in my sleep. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. I still got a 17. A 17. Okay. Um. You feel it's almost like a pressure change in the air, but you can't quite put your hands on it. But there's something it's just it's almost like, you know, when you you know, when you go down like a big hill, a little you know, quickly if you're driving down a big hill quickly and it's like the pressure changes for you a little bit. It's not quite to the point where your ears pop, but you can kind of just you feel it and you took a quick, you know, you take a quick look around, but you don't see anything. Nothing appears to be amiss. But that it kind of puts you but deadly. That's right. It kind of puts you a little bit on the edge. So
3: as that if i be. wasn't already I mean. yeah
1: right exactly <laughs> it puts you more on edge
3: great i'm never falling back asleep <laughs>
1: um bright X, you close your eyes and it's like bam you are out and then the world around you it goes dark and then you're hit with a gust of really cold air and the scent of the sea is upon it um nice. You hear and feel the creak of a ship pushing through the waves and you can kind of feel, and you haven't had your sea legs in a while. So you can, you're, you're, you're never going to be one who is unfamiliar with how to move on a ship or anything, but it just to go from laying down on a flat floor to standing up on the deck of a ship is a little, little discombobulated for just, Mm -hmm. just a few seconds. Um, You smell brine and fish and the stink of a hundred sailors working through the nights. you feel you you pull and realize that your arms are roped behind you they're they're tied off in, in heavy rope behind you and you you, you go to pull at them and, and the restraints won't come free you feel two hands lovingly touch your back they move around her hands the hands kind of follow around to your chest and then up to your cheek caressing you and you feel soft lips brush against your snout
3: no fair. Hold on. Why does he get <laughs> a nice What the hell is this?
1: <laughs> uh, oh <I'm> nothing. <laughs> okay, Good. Okay. okay.
3: Hey, we're yeah, we're getting into the good oh good. All right, here we go. Yeah.
1: You feel soft lips brush against your snout, uh, and then there's a sharp push in your back and it thrusts you into the abyss and you just the ground comes out from under you and you fall. One, two. Three. The seconds just tick away for an impossibly long time before you plunge into really icy cold depths. You taste salt water as the chill of the icy sea fires every nerve in your body. Uh, make a constitution
7: saving throw, please.
2: That's a 27.
1: 27. Okay. So It hits you—the iciness of the icy chill of this water hits you, and shakes you to your core. But you're able to shake it off, and then you hear it—a call. And you look down, and you are deep underwater. You're probably thirty foot underwater at this point. You've you've gone an impossibly far distance, considering how what you would assume to be just the top of a ship isn't that far. And you look down, and you see her, Alski chained to a rock, her milky white eyes wide, and she's drowned, very clearly drowned in the depths of the sea. What are you going to do?
2: Ain't that a bitch. Um, I'm going to try to get my arms out of the bonds.
1: Okay. Go ahead and make a a strike check for me. That's a
2: 21.
1: 21. It's almost like they're not even there. It's almost like they just disappear or disintegrate as you pull against them. They're just gone.
2: I'm going to thrash towards, towards her, trying to swim down, diving towards her to try to, to grab her and try to break her chains.
1: Okay. Make an athletics check for me.
2: That's a whopping 12.
1: Okay, so you keep swimming toward her, and it seems like the closer you get to her, the further away she is. You just you, you can never quite have the distance between the two of you. You keep swimming and swimming and swimming, and it seems like she's just getting further and further and further away um, until finally just the breath in your lungs is just absolutely burning and screaming for you to, to surface, basically, and, and to turn around and go back. Um, make another constitution saving throw for me.
2: That's a 10, but does it by chance matter that I
1: don't need to breathe underwater? It does not matter, actually. So you're going to do the same thing as the other guys. When you awaken, you're going to have 25 points of psychic damage assigned to you. And are you going to turn around and head for the surface? I'll
2: try to or, slide back up and, and then try to dive back down with a full breath.
1: Okay. As soon as you break the surface... Uh, you pump your legs, your, your lungs are continuing to scream as you, as you can just feel them leaving you. Uh, you break the surface, and as soon as you do, you see her again right in front of you. She's standing atop the ship you were pushed from, wearing the banner of a captain, and you realize it was her who pushed you. And she's shouting to her men, she says, you see how lost he is, boys? You see how he can't let me go? And begins cackling and telling them to hoist sail the ship turns and goes away from you and you see on the back of it, it's named the Oroch Titan. And that's when you awaken.
2: Now, I seem to remember we spoke a long time ago about the Orochs being one of our competing clans. Is that right?
1: It was the group that, um, uh uh oh god what's his name um the dude who told you he was going to put you in charge of the fleet um i can't think of his name but yeah it's the other minotaur that you've come in contact with yeah that guy Uh, it's the group that he had originally put together and it's the group that got in trouble over um that ensor princesses and or saharu and princess's life so the auroch titans was the name of that group the auroch titan is the name on the ship that she was just on and then meep slightly different for you you just awaken with a start you fall asleep your eyes close and they immediately reopen and you have tubes jammed up both your nostrils you have a tube jammed down your throat and when you awaken there's this gelatinous ooze that is just burning in your eyes And you start to move and realize you are covered in it. And as you start to move and you kind of put your hands against something and realize you're in some sort of glass tube or container or something, and you're kind of pushing against it, um, and it's just, it's taking you very by surprise. Um, You kind of put your nose up to the glass and you can see your own reflection, reflection staring back at you. It's your gnomish self. You look and you see yourself as as you see yourself in your mind's eye rather than in this cobalt form. Um, you're unkempt. Your muscles have atrophied with disuse. And you realize you're in one of the preservation tubes. You're, you're home. You take a look and at what lies beyond you. Um, and you see out the room as your eyes refocus from your reflection to what lies beyond. You see an enormous chamber with just, tube after tube after tube after tube after tube with different types of bodies in it, or in them, rather. Um, once, fully con- once you're fully conscious or once full consciousness grips you, uh, so does the fear, uh, and you are scared shitless. Um, as you continue to look through the glass, you see a Githyanki woman, which you would recognize as one of the dominant races of your world. Uh, they're very, they're almost orcish, but they're much thinner, much more lithe. They're almost like a cross between orcs and elves. Um, you see a gith, gith yankee woman. Um, her tall orc-like features, uh, the, so very slender, catching the torchlight to make her look much more menacing she is, than she is. She checks each tank one by one, slowly making her way around the chamber until she gets to you. She looks lazily at a label that's affixed to the outside of your tank, scribbles down some notes and begin to move on. Almost as an afterthought, she turns her back and turns back to look at you and to look at your face and is visibly startled when she makes actual eye contact with you. She was not expecting you to be awake. She recoils. She stumbles back into a large table before turning to run out of the room, crying, Kelebasque, Kelebasque, Meep is awake. As she clambers out of the room, you see a map on the wall with some markings on it. Make an investigation check.
5: Sorry, my D right. just froze. Uh twenty seven.
1: Twenty seven, holy shit.
5: Rolled a nineteen.
1: <laughs> okay. Um the markings you notice on it. Um it is holy shit, a twenty-seven.
5: Yeah, I rolled well.
1: So the markings you see on it, um you recognize he knows where that? it was made. That's right, yeah, exactly. He knows what type of hide it's on. Um they're marking incursion points. And you see incursion points, you see them around Alftrag. You see an incursion points on an island to the southwest that you recognize as Lan Lilian, the home of the elves. You see an incursion point on the west coast of Storong, which is the, the continent you're on, um, in the country of Saharu. And you see an incursion points on a small island that you've only heard of, but you've never been there, called Cliffbreaker. Cliffbreaker has another notation on it, almost like astracized, that says Cole Diabolus. Just as you're starting to kind of get your wherewithal and figure out where you are and what exactly is going on, you kind of make take some mental notes. You see the Githyanki woman running back in the room. She's got another taller Githyanki behind her. Um, he comes in and he makes some adjustments to your tube and you just immediately fall back asleep and then awaken in the room.
5: Holy crap, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. And would I, when I awaken, does it hit me about cold Diabolus? Like that, about that and what had just told me, like it all yeah. kind of.
1: You guys had just had that conversation. Yeah, you little fucker. Yeah. I, you know, I had point by point what you were going to find out with your rolls and you just rolled higher than I expected you to. Holy so yeah, that shit. was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, awesome. you, when you awaken in this room, like you wake up and you're starting to wipe slime from you. Like you...
5: I have slime, actually.
1: You were there. Okay. And you wake up like, oh, this shit's still in my eyes. And you're to rub it out. And of course, it's not really there. But you okay. know, you crossed and came back. Like, you okay. just you, you feel that as a truth.
2: Neo, okay. you're the chosen one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Meepo. <laughs> oh, my oh my
5: gosh. Is Cronthread asleep?
1: Yeah. At this point, yeah.
5: Okay, so I... Oh, I, wait, I, no. I'm still awake. Oh, I, yeah, you're on watch. I, I'm, on, I'm yeah. on watch. All right, I'm just going to, like, wipe and be, like, start coughing and gagging a little bit. <laughs> Trying to, like, get it out of my nose and be, like, Cronthread, ah, Cronthread, Cronthread. And Beat. run over and be like what is it? I just I just crossed back over. I've talked to you about my like I'm not from the I just crossed back over. I was there just a second ago. I was looking out of my tube and I saw this map. And and your city was there. Coneapolis. I I know where it is.
3: How could that be possible? your body was you were here the whole
5: time you didn't say that my body was but my spirit went back that's the whole thing that that this body that i have it was somebody else's it's just a vessel but like my essence was back i know Hmm. it was
3: where did you see the city name
5: it was in some some island called cliff breaker it's to the south It's across the ocean to the south that's all i know but your city called that's where it's at
3: was in your dream or yeah your reality
5: if i have a map i i I know i i could draw it out right now i i think i could didn't we buy a map of the world at one point you did yes
1: okay yeah you if you pull out that map you know exactly where i'm gonna pull out the
5: map because did I have it or did somebody else have it? I don't know if I had it or not. Let me check.
1: Uh, I think Croker had it.
5: Croker had it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not finding it. Well,
4: I'm on. I'm on watch with him, so I reach into my little bag and pull out your map.
5: Okay, I'm gonna take out the map and quickly grab that new pen I just found. <laughs> yep. And start marking down the points that I remember from the map.
1: Okay. It was just four of them, but you saw them with real clarity. Yeah, It was was Saharu and Lon Lillian and Alftrag and um, Cliffbreaker.
5: Well, Saharu and Alftrag, we would have kind of been aware of. Lon Lillian, we wouldn't have really – we heard that they were being possibly attacked. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: But Cold Sa- Well, Saharu is new to you. You know where Saharu is. Okay. But you you didn't know there was an incursion there. Okay. Alpha Trag was the. It was the big boom. It was the the only real incursion you're aware of. But you knew Lilian The elves were all retreating to.
5: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So I'll make the points on the map. How far away would we? I mean, Cliff is way down south.
1: It's easily the closest of the four.
5: Okay. Okay.
1: So because Lilian is, or. Saharu is on the west coast of the county. It's kind of the California to your okay. North Carolina. Okay. And La Lillian is almost, um, it would almost be like as if Southern Mexico, you know, that look kind of heel of Mexico, the blow California. If yeah. that were an island, that's relatively where La Lillian would be. If it were an island rather than a peninsula.
5: So I guess this is where you've got to go, right? Yes, but not first. But at some point we're yes. gonna have to get on a ship.
3: Well, we have a ship, remember? Yeah. We'll just have to we'll find it. Okay. All of a sudden I I feel very tired <laughs> mentally. Yeah.
5: I just don't know what's going on. Like, I feel like, like you had that vision. I had this dream. Something's working in, in this, I don't know what it is, but do you, do you think your, your God could have pulled me back?
3: Well, I'm sure he has the capability, but I don't know if this is the work of the, of Kalimvor or something else. I don't know for the other four hours I'm going to, instead of actually sleeping, I'm going to meditate
7: Yeah. Okay.
3: and just, I don't have commune yet, so I can't do that, but
1: <laughs> okay. no worries. All right. So then finally Croker, um, you're just gonna be a little anticlimactic after that, but you spend the okay. evening. Um, you, have very vivid dreams much like these guys do um but yours is yours are quite different in that you are the hunter you find yourself running through it's very strange. you know how dreams can kind of jump from one point to another point to another point you find yourself running through cities running through jungle running through desert at one point um in the desert you were wearing a a strange garment um, it was very different. It was almost like a, um, because I just read. I'm just reading it. It's almost like a still suit in Dune where it kind of, it's really super tight, but it collects your water for you. Um, but it was a very different type of garment. Um, and, and you just, you recall it for some reason. You think it sounds kind of cool. Um, but you are on the hunt for something. You are very much in predator mode, and whatever is running from you is scared shitless. But you don't have that's that's really all you get is just this feeling of i'm closing in on my prey and it knows it so that is where we are so gentlemen after um it's actually your long rest is actually a super long rest um because you had gone well unless you tell me you want to get up and get moving super early uh, but you were in there around six You, if you're going to stay until kind of the early morning hours after they release the curfew, they aren't going to release that curfew until about nine o'clock. Um, so it's up to you. If you want to sneak out early, you can, otherwise you're going to stay. Um, what would that be? 12, 15 hours in that room. Your call.
3: I'm okay with that.
2: Probably starting to get a little ripe in here though.
3: (laughs) Yes. Do we have to take constitution saves? Nah. <laughs> not that ripe, huh?
1: Yeah, not that ripe, not yet. Um, those of you who took damage, make sure that you are uh, reflecting that damage. And your day is going to go ahead and start. as many points
2: was that again? Sorry,
1: twenty-five. Damn. As you, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a tough one. As you look out onto the streets, you kind of, you know, you kind of open a shutter and and take a look before you start heading out. Um, The streets are very slow to get busy. They are still very heavy with dwarven patrols. Um, But as you are watching, it wouldn't be that difficult. They're not like staking out a certain corner. They're making rotations and you can kind of time yourselves that you, you feel confident that, you know, with some, some decent, uh, decent stealth ability and and the ability to kind of time things out you feel like you'll be able to um, to move freely but slowly um for a while and the guards are very tired and we are very rested let's go man very rested yes okay let's let's go
3: sneaky sneaky
1: Yep, so if you'll recall, you guys are on the bottom level of the the camber baffle or that that center square Um, You're on the just outside of that on the bottom level of it Which is still very much in the middle of the entire city So if you think of the city as kind of a stack of donuts, it would be like one of the middle donuts Um, you are Mm, and you're in the area of the colossal. Yeah, exactly. You're in the area of the colossal forge Okay which is the area that you had seen, like the opposite Spheres being being constructed. Meep, when you were on that rope, you saw them being constructed, things like that. So you're not in the Colossa Forge because it's it's kind of a secure area, but you're in the living area of the level the Colossa Forge is on.
3: So gentlemen, do we know where we are going?
4: I uh, thought we were going down south or
3: right. bottoms. Do we know how to get there? I mean, we mm-hmm. did see on the way back up from killing your friend, Croker. We saw we saw some places, right? And there was some pathways, GM.
4: Yes, we found the uh, purple worm,
3: but there was also the there was also a city off down there mm-hmm. somewhere
1: right or there's a cliff
3: or something if I recall
1: yeah. oh, you're talking about way below yeah below yeah. the like lowest of the low levels yes yeah, you, yeah, yeah
3: on our way back up
1: so yeah there were a few things that happened down there is one you were in that wizard's lair or that trio of wizard's lair um, yeah. and the where you had been teleported into um, and the city guard had dug down into that lair to arrest those wizards and of course just found a bloodbath um, but that's where you had climbed out of. So you were below the lowest of the levels, and had to move. I mean, I think it was like an eight-hour trip or something to get there. It was quite a ways. Mm-hmm. Yes, you came very close to Bessie, the uh, purple worm. Um, but yeah, that was that was quite a ways away. You didn't see any actual Underdark cities while you were there. You looked out over a huge cavernous area that looked out over a lake, but you didn't see any cities.
3: Ugh. Well, should we find, see if we can find our drow friends. I, don't, I don't know how to do that in a city like this.
5: Uh, money can get a lot done.
3: Yes, money of which I do not have.
5: Eh, I got the money. We just got to find the right people. Croker. Yes.
3: You seem to know the right kind of people in each of these cities. Do you have any contacts that can make contact for us?
1: I search my memory banks. Okay, roll a d twenty for me. Uh, Fourteen, fourteen, and what's your charisma modifier? Uh,
4: Thirteen. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay um, In addition to the guy And I forget his name right now But it's it's almost irrelevant Because he's on the f- very top level The guy who who set you up with this whole job And, and gave you the uh, intel on the train um, You know by reputation Some of the members of the local Assassins guild um, In so much as You could throw out a name But you wouldn't necessarily know the person If that makes sense mm-hmm. Um but the signs—I mean, you've noticed through the city—if if you're an assassin and, and you kind of know what to look for, it's a mixture of kind of thieves' cans and and you know assassins' uh, symbology. Um, you could you could figure out where to go talk to a guy. But I mean, you don't know you don't know how accepting they would be.
4: So I I can find this uh, person. We might want to. Take a little trip down the road to go find a contact or to see a man about
3: a horse. Well, I feel like that should be what we do. Because I feel like we need to find, uh, find our drow friends. They will help us down to the Underdark, I believe. Sounds good. I
0: I think if we just start going that way, they're gonna find us on our way. They're that's they're gonna be down below anyway.
4: Unless they're laying low because of all the problems from
7: yesterday.
3: Well, awesome, you might be right too. Maybe we could make contact and then head down back to uh, where we met them. Down at the hairy eyeball. Maybe they'll regroup down there.
2: That makes sense. Okay. At the very least, we should head back to the hairy eyeball. They have better ale down there.
1: (laughs) Who is going to navigate to the hairy eyeball? Or how are you going to get to the hairy eyeball? I
2: mean... I'm going to activate my thingy of disguise. Okay. So I'm not a Minotaur walking around.
1: Okay, that's probably a good idea. Just saying. Yeah. So how how are you guys getting down there?
5: Um I suppose I could, we're gonna walk. Okay. I'll be willing to scout ahead to make like to help us avoid any like soldiers or anybody that might be looking for us.
1: So, um, Meep, you're gonna do that. Go ahead and make an investigation check for
5: me. Um, I'm going to. uh, Yeah, gotcha. Me dice are not working on the D and D. Okay. Ooh, not as good. Sixteen.
1: Okay, fair enough. And then um, Croaker, go ahead and make an intelligence check for me. And then you, oh, I should have hit that button instead, but I got a 16. 16. Okay. So, you know, between what you're able to discuss with me, because you guys both have fingernails and kind of, you know, chat back and forth a little bit between what Meep is able to discover and see about the guards who are by no means being stealthy um, and what you're able to read as far as signs. Um. You know just different markings and whatnot that have been left is you know this house is safe for your type or not and where you can get help and things like that you guys actually managed to make it it also helps the streets are super crowded you know um, but you guys managed to make it quite a ways in, in a decently short amount of time um you're a good and it takes a, a big chunk of the day if you left at nine you're talking like three or four o'clock in the afternoon and you've made it down probably three levels but it was at least two before you felt security loosen up. Like they were really on top of the rioting and they were really on top of just the shit storm that you guys and those drow had, had, had stirred up. As you move further and further away, of course, that gets to be less and less so. Um, are you guys kind of moving throughout the day? Are you looking for a place to stay or what are you doing? It's about three o'clock in the afternoon. You're three levels lower than you were. And how many level? how many more levels do we have to get down? quite a few in the probably in the is there
5: any way that we could cut through any of the rails since we've kind of explored that a little bit like you know we had those the grates that we pulled up and dropped down through the rails is there any way we could cut those
4: grates and all those?
5: is there any way we can do a fast track that way or
1: you the the rail you had taken was a light rail okay so what you're familiar with and where you'd be looking for even for you know, the entries into those that were the, like the uh, the maintenance entries and whatnot would be more for the light rail, which only go around one level. They don't go down.
5: Gotcha. Okay. Um,
1: you, I mean, it would get you off the street, but you'd have a hard time descending.
5: Okay.
4: So I try to find one of the, uh, using the markings, I try to find a place for information. Okay. So maybe not only can okay. we... Not only can we work with the drow and try to find them, but maybe we could, I could just use some time tax to get us down a level faster, rent, a, rent something or get us moving on some passages that my kind might have used.
5: And I'm use. going to use a mage hand and minor illusion cantrips and money to create diversions on our way down so that we can pull crowds different ways so we can move as fast as possible if I can try to speed up our, our way. Does that okay. make sense?
1: It does. Cool. Um, why don't you make a? Oh, let me pull this up here and take a look. Uh, make a performance check for me, Mabe.
2: Oh, my specialty. Yeah. Just um, <laughs> one small one small uh, point of issue with uh, my thingy of disguise. As far as I read it, it looks like I've got about two hours worth of disguise.
1: Okay. And you can so, use that how many times per short rest
2: well it's it's two 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 charges a day
1: two charges a day okay
2: so and it's an hour each charge okay so it says it's a limited form of disguise self so this self is a one hour um so that basically means our first two two hours we have me as humanoid and from there on out you're trying to hide a minotaur unless somebody else can help me disguise okay all right so yes let's find a
4: place where i can talk to somebody we can get indoors okay
5: i'm going to um i got 14 sorry
1: you got a 14 okay yeah all right so then um croaker go ahead and make a let's see here Uh, I will let you make a, God bless it, sorry, this was a tough one for me. Um, Make either a, yeah, make an insight or an investigation check, whichever is better. Insight?
3: oh yeah
1: 24 24 okay you do manage to find a place um you kind of follow what are half thieves can't and half kind of just assassin's scrawlings um and you find a cart with a really old um actually halfling woman uh, which is odd because you don't see many halfling in this part of the world Um, but she is probably, I mean, she's old for halflings are long lived and she's old for a halfling and she just kind of looks up at you and yes, Sonny, and and has a talk with you for a little while. Um, and once you've established that you kind of know what you're talking about, um, she asks you for some coin. She says, well, we can arrange passage for you for the, the typical rate. How many friends are you bringing with you?
4: Um,
1: five or six. And she—I'm assuming—are they near you, or I'm assuming you're not all standing out in the street while you're having this conversation? So.
5: <laughs> yeah, don't, don't show them bright acts. It'll count for two. Yeah. So
4: they're they're probably in the in a uh, in the shadows or in the alleyway. I'm figuring Otham can turn into a mouse or something and hide in a person's pocket so we don't have to pay for
1: him. And, and when are you, or where are you looking to go? <laughs> he,
2: he's like the 12 year old son that you try to get to act 10 <laughs> so you don't have to
1: pay for the adult That's right. food.
4: <laughs> That's right. We're heading down south. We're heading down, down levels.
0: At Gosh, least to the hairy... That buffet yes. looks awfully good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at least to the hairy
4: eyeball. Mm-hmm. If not
7: further,
1: she does some mental math and makes an offer to you, um, and says they're their guild prices. Um, she can get you all the way down there, but it's going to cost you twelve hundred gold.
4: Ooh. She, all the way down to the hairy eyeball, or all the way down to the entrance of uh, the Once you
1: once you've paid the the twelve hundred, she can get you anywhere. Anywhere within the city limits, including up to the city limit.
2: I take you, I take you anywhere.
1: <laughs> That's right.
2: Me love I, you long uh, time. I
4: let I since uh, I'm, I'm assuming I'm here on my own. So I let me know what the price is.
5: Tell her we'll we'll, we'll pay her half now. And the other half, when we get there. So I can offer
4: you six hundred gold now. Well, no, wait a minute. Before I offer that, I've I've had dealings like this before. Is, would that be a proper guild standard? I don't want to. I don't want to piss off anybody that I can use later on.
1: For the number of people that you're taking, and for how hot she has judged you to be, and I don't mean good looking, um, that's oh, probably a pretty—it's probably a pretty fair price. Um, she's probably gonna want, you know, probably closer to seventy-five percent up front, twenty-five percent at the bottom. But,
4: you know, I could offer you seven fifty now, and then once we get to our place at the hairy eyeball, we can cover the rest and then move on to
1: the underdark she just says you boys come right this way follow me she's going to lead you back into a back room and all those guys are one by one kind of make their way over to follow um, and she basically just gets you into some some smuggling tunnels and are awesome. you are you then paying the 1200
5: yeah i mean at the point of, you're right, how hot we are, and and getting us all down there, it sucks, but I think it's, I think it's what we got to do. Okay. Let's do it,
4: especially with uh, horns over here.
3: Short, dark, and
5: handsome. I never
3: I mean, knew it
1: would
5: be such a price.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Look at our crew. Like, really? That's probably a pretty good deal. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like it.
1: Okay. So for the 1200 gold, um, that also buys you a couple of meals. Um, so you are able to, I mean, it's nothing great, but you get some rations on the way down there. You're able to eat. Um, you, it it takes you, I mean, it takes you into the next day. So go ahead and long rest yourselves again. You guys that had the psychic damage that's gone now.
2: This, This is pretty much standard rate for an outfitter. I mean, have you priced some of those trips? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah that's right no joke yeah it's really cheap compared to like you know Philmont or something so yeah so um you guys do make it down to the very uh the very depths of Toth, um and they are they just literally they 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 let you out and you spent some time well, no, climbing down on. tunnels hold on
4: did we not want to stop at the hairy eyeball to see if the drow were there looking for us can't hear
5: you if we can get the fast track by getting on this cart and getting down there i don't know i I say we just just go go. yeah okay you know what though hey on our way down could i leave some sort of a message like pay somebody to drop something off at the hairy eyeball that might lead them to believe where we've gone
1: sure how much you gonna pay
5: yeah uh, the problem is finding somebody trustworthy to do it forget it i don't want anybody to, no i'm fine we're good
1: okay all right so you guys make it to the edge of the city um you spent time climbing down like really sheer ventilation shafts you spent time rappelling down you actually spent a little bit of time you got into the that shaft in the middle of the city that goes all the way down that the airships kind of flow up and down from. You spent time rappelling down part of a wall from that. You you kind of skip two levels rappelling, um, like you've had this crazy um, adventurous couple of days doing this. You finally get back. Um, you get the more. You to describe the,
2: the cheaper the trip gets. Gee, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> um, you have yeah, you have rock some climbing, some, free climbing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's truly it's 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 one might call it an adventure
2: ropes course.
1: Um, that's right. Well, might call it a high adventure. Um, so you get to the bottom of this thing and you are finally, you're there, you are wiped out. You guys are worn out, but you're at the bottom and you're, you think at least that you're safe. These guys literally, you know, the last leg of it was in a tunnel. These guys literally opened the, open this kind of slot in the tunnel um, you all slip through. Bright Access really pushes way through, um, but he gets through, and they just slide it back without a word, and they are gone. They don't even – and these are guys you spent two days with and kind of chit-chatting with and whatnot, and they just – they poof, they are gone on you guys. Yep. You are at the very bottom of Toth. What would you like to do? Well,
2: thank
3: you very much for bringing us here. Um, They're
2: gone, dude. See ya. Bye.
3: Wait, yeah. wait. Um. Well, and there's a there's a gate here, right? The the bottom of Toth.
1: Well, or yes, when you get to the gate, you are in a ring of Toth right now that is very rough. Right. This is the area that has a lot of like it's not terribly difficult to find a lot of smugglers' bolt holes, some mines that are less than legal, things like that um but there are actual checkpoints into the city that that would have gates as you think of them yes
3: do you know does anyone do you think that people would know about underdark cities croker is there anyone that we could ask about that down here do you think <clears throat> Um, at least for a map or well we're here now so all my contacts are gone (laughs) but I am not good in a city so are you are any of you knowledgeable about finding something of that nature down here
4: oh I see what you're saying Uh, I don't know can I
2: Yeah, I wouldn't have those type of contacts down here. And I know sometimes holy people have knowledge. Are there gods of the underdark down here?
5: I mean, usually we can look at some of the beggars around, and some of the beggars are usually streetwise people. I'm sure we could pay them some money to give us some advice.
3: Well, uh, I guess uh, GM, I have... Have we found it? Are there any uh, deep gnomes uh, working down here? Any of those less, uh, less fortunate that work up higher but have to live down here?
1: Yes. There, yes, there are handfuls here and there.
3: Maybe uh, I could go talk to some of my people and see if they know of Sarthea. What do you okay. think? I don't want us to get I don't want us to get caught doing anything that we shouldn't be at this point. Do you want to wait outside the city? And Kroker and I can go look around, or Meep and I can go look around. Would it be safer?
5: I I kinda think all three of us should go if we're gonna go.
3: Let's go. Alright. The rest of you can wait outside
1: the city. Okay. I mean, um, I will still say having
5: a having, okay.
1: Yes. Make a perception check.
5: Dun, dun, dun.
3: Rolling a dice and counting is hard.
1: Yeah, Twelve. apparently.
3: Well, no, Twelve?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, what, you speak infernal, correct? Yes. Okay. You can't place it. You can't place where it's coming from, but you, the, just these. it's almost like it's just a faint whispering on the wind to you. It sounds infernal, but you're not sure what it is. You can't make it out. Okay. It's almost like when somebody's kind of, you know, speaking like in German in a whisper, you can't make out what they're saying, but you know it's German. It's kind of like that. Because it sounds angry, even though they're just saying I love you.
3: <laughs> and lots of guttural
1: stops. That's right. All right. So, I'm sorry, it was uh, Kronthed and who we're going to talk? Me and me. Okay. All right, so you guys go up. It's easy enough to find a uh, a handful of just kind of, you know, worker schlub uh, viverviven. Um, what, what is it you're going to ask them about?
3: I would like to know if they have heard of Sarthea and might know where it is, at least in what direction to go. Does it have a
2: light?
1: Yeah. They, um, they absolutely know where Sarthea is. In fact, of the three or four that you're kind of speaking to in this little group, uh, two of them are from Sarthea. Um, and they're like, are you fucking nuts? Like, why would you want to go back down there? And I'm paraphrasing, of course. But uh, <laughs> um, they tell you it is bitterly dangerous. Um, they, they tell you a little about some of what you already knew, which is there was some sort of something happened down there. A couple of those cities that were, that were in kind of a, a conclave or an agreement with each other suddenly went to war. And it was like, it was like every time a city fell, the army that attacked it just got larger and just kind of swept them up, uh, swept up the, the dead. Um, these people are really trying to, I mean, it's, you, you gather pretty easily they escape with their families they're trying to earn enough money to get another level higher in Toth so they can earn enough money to get another level higher in Toth so they can finally eventually get out or figure out a way out of here Um, but they think I mean they literally think hell is coming and and it's just an undead wave of, of chaos that is coming with it they're scared
2: sounds like fun
1: yeah
3: Well, that is why we are going, to be honest.
5: So. So what's the quickest way to get there is what we're asking. Yes.
1: They recount to you a path that is very similar to the path you took in coming up from the wizard's lair. Um, Except, of course, where you guys looked out over the big expanse. They're like, yeah, you want to turn right there and just go into the big expanse you want to find a way down and just follow that until you can't follow it anymore and you'll hit sarthea
5: Okay, i'm gonna drop them 10 copper pieces okay and then say now i'm gonna double that if you have any other words of wisdom to impart
2: They take a, a look when you tip your bartenders.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's meep and cronthud and croaker, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh they look over at Kronthud and they kind of share a knowing a knowing smile with him. And they're like, There's not gonna be much for you folk to eat down there. Mm. You're gonna want to pack heavy as far as rations and any you know, equipment, tents, whatever.
5: Here's the deal. And You're in watch a touch out
1: for Bessie. Bessie? Bessie.
5: Who, who's, Bessie? Who's
1: Bessie? Bessie is is large and she's, purple? She's Bessie, yes, yeah, large purple worm.
5: Ah shit. Okay, well listen, we're kind of in a rush. We we gotta get down there quick, and I, I can't go in the explanation. But I'm willing to pay if you can get the supplies, ASAP. You've got the know-how, and I don't have time to figure that out, neither do my friends. How quick could you get us supplies to head down there? We could be down there a week or more.
1: I mean, give us a couple hours.
5: If you can do it in two hours, I'll give you double what I would normally give you.
1: And what would that be? Ten gold. Uh, Can you give us five gold now so we can get the supplies? Like five gold expenses, not five gold, What you're paying us.
5: I'll drop them five gold.
1: And they are gone like that. All right. So you guys are going to regroup, yeah?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so the other three of you, so Otham and Rolthor and Brightaxe, what were you guys doing while these guys were off um, trying to play Uncle Feely with the other gnomes?
2: <laughs> um. Just looking around, okay. keeping an eye out, trying to stay out of trouble.
1: Okay. Um. What, Bradax and Authem? What languages do you guys speak? Or, well, let me make that easier. Do either of you speak Infernal?
2: No. No.
1: Okay. All right. So you notice, uh, Bradax especially, um, you don't have much Underdark experience, but it's it's like your biology is kind of set to it um you notice some subtle temperature shifts in the air and what had been really cool air like it's it's not very warm down there it's, it was maybe you know like 55 ish degrees um you notice the temperature drop significantly it drops like five degrees and then warms right back up and it gets up to maybe 60 degrees so it drops and then comes right back up and gets a little warmer than it was and you're like, man, there's just, there's something, yeah, there's something weird here.
0: Hmm. I don't know what this means. I see that I have deep speech for what that's worth. I don't know what that means.
1: Uh, it's just a language. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to remember what deep speech is. It's, uh, it's, like it's not abyssal. It's, it? yeah, oh. it's, it's, it's like
0: nature, trees, and plants Maybe
1: it's 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 not infernal. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what I I what figured. You're... But I thought I'd
0: mention it. Sure. Um, man, that's that's some.
2: Uh, that did you feel that, Brad Axe? I did. It's a strange sensation. I'll say. If we that. were above ground, I would say it felt like a storm was coming, but um, it's not what I think is happening here.
0: Man, that just rattled me a
1: little. Okay. Um, roll Thor and Bright Axe and Otham. Roll initiative.
3: oh
2: Don't 12, be shy. 16
1: 16 okay 12 12 for roll thor 12 okay which one he wants to go first
6: you can go first
1: there you go okay and all right so you catch it just uh, you being roll thor you catch it just um, just out of the kind of the corner of your eye um, you see this dark movement and then a chain just comes flinging out of uh, out of the darkness at you um, and it just it comes straight at your head where is that that is a yeah it's probably gonna hit there's a 21 which is a hit, and a 15, which is probably a miss. Is that right?
6: Both on me? No, they're both hits.
1: Yeah. Oh, they're both hits? Yeah. Okay. so first hit does eight points of damage, slashing damage. The second one does nine points of slashing damage, and you are grappled, uh, which means you are restrained. And at the start of your turn, you are going to take um, you're going to take a little bit of damage, but this just comes like out of out of nowhere, literally nowhere, and it comes directly at you. Um, you guys are in a wide. I guess you should define the area a bit. A little bit. You're kind of in a wide rock basin. Um, did you leave the city? or Are you still on this side of the city gates? I don't remember.
2: We were outside. It. You were outside.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cool. So just you're in. Yeah. What, what passes for, I wouldn't quite call it wilderness, but it's a wide rock basin. It's very empty, very dark. There are some bioluminescent plants here and there you all have, have uh, uh night vision. So you don't have to worry yep. too much about it. Um, but it's, it's, you know, you, you kind of huddle close to a wall and just from the top of the wall, just zoom bright X and off them. You guys just see him just take a slash it <laughs> mean, the first chain shot was right across the face. And then the second one came down and it slashed across his chest and just wrapped him up. You guys look up and you see um, what is, it almost looks, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's—it's it's, If you guys know what a chain devil is, that's basically what it is. It's almost like a, a devil that is just wrapped in armor made of living chain, uh, red eyes that are smoking. Um, and it's just, it looks like it has just, I mean, just absolutely evil intent. Um, And then you have then also from the same area, but kind of so that one is up and high on the on the rock ledge from behind it, um, you all three get to make a dexterity saving throw, please.
2: 14. Okay. 18.
1: Okay. 12. 12. Okay. So, um, off them and roll Thor, it, it's a fireball that goes off on you. So roll Thor, you'll, you'll probably, you get half damage, right? Cause you're resistant, yeah, to, fire. I'm resistant to fire. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then of course, bright axe will get half damage as well, but Oh shit. So full damage is 27 points. And then for those of you who took half, that is um, 13 points of fire damage. Um, The fireball comes from somebody lower than him. Um, Oh yeah, hey, thanks, there you go. Um, Comes from somebody, it's a target that you can't see that was much lower and a little bit further off to the left. And we are gonna come around,
0: I'm going to uh, perform a reaction on that. I know it's slightly delayed there, <clears throat> but I'm going to do a hellish rebuke. Okay. I, I point at the creature. Are they within 60 feet?
1: Which Are you talking about the chain devil or are you talking about whatever just fireball, Whatever just campaign.
0: attacked me, fireball.
1: Yeah. Okay. So make a uh, make a perception check. <clears throat> you got to see if you even see him.
0: Ah, perfect. Um, perception, that would be an 18.
1: Yeah, you see him. He's a little dwarf-looking motherfucker hiding behind a rock. Um, okay. But, yeah, he's go within ahead.
0: within 60 feet?
1: He is just within 60 feet, yes.
0: So, and I point my finger at him, and he's uh, momentarily surrounded by hellish flames, and he must make a dexterity saving throw.
1: Okay.
0: He's uh, 11.
1: 11, huh? Uh, I Literally, I rolled a 12. And I'm not sure what his Where's his dex? His dex is flat, so I rolled a 12.
0: All right, so he takes half 2d10. Uh, there's one. There's another 2. There we go. So he takes <laughs> He takes one point of damage. Okay. Show him.
1: That's right. You. Wow, you really came at him with <laughs> both your balls second out there. Nice job. All right, so we're at the top. Bright Axe, it's on you.
2: All right. Um, definitely going to rage. Okay. Rajay. Um, I'm going to try to step forward and grab the chains that are wrapped around uh, Rolthor. Okay. And try to drag the demon down off or the devil down off whatever ledge he's on.
1: Okay. I like it a lot. Um, so let's do that. Let's uh, Let's have you grab those chains. What do you want me to do? Um, I guess that would be. Let's go ahead and yeah, let's just do a strength because he's right. I mean, he's literally right next to you. It's not like it's going to be tough dexterity wise.
2: Strength check to pull him. Yep. Okay. That's a twenty-two. Twenty-two.
1: Yeah, so you definitely, you grab those chains, and you're going to pull the guy towards you. Is that correct? Yes. All right, so you grab the chains and just yank him, and he just comes right off of his perch. Um, He is going to...
2: All his ass down. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, he hits, he lands. Um, He is going to take just a little bit of damage.
2: How far away is he from me? Now?
1: <coughs> he rolled right down in front of you. He's um, he's within melee range.
2: Oh
0: goody. Uh,
1: Voss, Rollthor, you are still wrapped up with him because he he grabbed above to grab him. He grabbed above the chains where you were wrapped up and yanked the guy down. You're still wrapped up, but I suspect that's not going to matter here in a minute. <coughs>
6: So I'm going to do my best to get out of the chains.
1: Okay. Well, hang on. Brightax still has a bonus action. Okay.
2: No, yeah. I've raged. I don't have a bonus. Oh, oh uh, my bad. Deck save. Deck save.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. See
2: if he gets lightninged.
1: Uh, he does get lightninged. He rolled a three. Game of five.
2: Okay. So that's four and. Uh, five nine points of lightning damage. Okay. As the stormy tempest rises around me.
1: Okay, awesome.
0: I say, Ferry apparete animal," and I conjure up uh, four apes.
1: Four apes. Yeah. Okay.
0: So. All right. Um, I think the one uh, we'll do two and two, two on the on the little uh, dwarf guy and two on this chain dude.
1: Okay. You guys are all right up on each other. Like the dwarf is the furthest one away. The rest of you guys are right on top of each other. So it just got very crowded in your in your airspace there. All right. Um, so you cast and got the apes. Um, that was your action. Do you have a bonus action you want to take? Or are you good?
0: I. Don't think I have any bonus actions. Now I'm good.
1: Okay, roll Thor.
6: I'm going to do my best to get out from
1: this. Okay. I don't know. Make a strength check. What's the strength? You
0: want an initiative for the apes?
1: I was just going to run them on yours. Uh, 12. 12, okay, you do not break free, you also take two points of slashing damage. So that was your reaction to try and break free, do you have a bonus action or a... No, I don't
6: really have a bonus action, that's gonna help me.
1: Okay, all right, so um, Croaker and uh, you other two, Meep and Cronthud, you guys are approaching the area, you're still a decent clip away, but you see the lightning from Bright Axe's little shock on that guy. It's—it's it's a, I mean, it's a bright pop of light. And you realize something's probably going on. <laughs> um, I'm assuming you guys are going to start moving pretty quickly toward him. Sure.
6: Yeah. Okay. Yes.
1: All right. Yes. Um, Let's go find him. Why don't you guys roll initiative?
5: A natural twenty.
1: Okay. Nice. Four, Fourteen. Okay. I'm sorry, what was that?
5: Two-three.
1: Twenty-three. Twenty-three, okay. 20, 20, 20, Meep, me, what was your, when your natural 20, what was that with your uh, dex modifier? Or your initiative modifier, rather?
5: My initiative, it was uh, 16 plus four. It was an unnatural 20. Oh, unnatural. Un- I'm sorry, unnatural. Yeah, I thought right. you said natural. No, that's right. Okay. No
1: biggie. So it's Kroger meep and cron thud okay and who just went rolthor just went yep. all right so at this point the chain devil um is going to love you too Good night. um he is going to sprout chains off of his chest um they come up and they are just all these razor barbs are on them um, And they are going to let's see. It's going to zap one at Brightax. It's going to make zap one at Authem. Um, so those are going to go. Authem, uh, yours is a twenty to hit, a non-natural twenty, and Brightax, hits. yours is a sixteen to hit.
0: Nope, it hits.
1: Okay. <laughs> Um, You are going to take 12 points of damage. 12 points of slashing damage. And you are also restrained. Um, And then you hear the wizard behind him say, the books, the books, I want the books! And he is going to Fuck it. He's going to go full on Thor and he's going to cast Fireball again.
4: Because
1: uh, that's how Thor would want it. Actually, Thor probably does want it that way. Um, so you guys go ahead and make your deck saves. 19 saves. Sixteen saves, so you'll take zero damage. Awesome.
0: Sorry, and that was a fifteen.
1: Just eight, saves, right? yeah. Just saves. Okay, so let's.
2: Mm-hmm. Wouldn't technically boss take quarter damage? Half a half. I I think it goes to
5: none at that point. I thought, thought it
1: good. went to none. Yeah. I thought it was okay. half, and then I thought I thought it went to nine. I don't know. Okay, so it was 34 total points of damage. Um, so you guys are going to take – you're going to each take 16 points, um, except for boss. I'm down. <laughs> are you really? You oh know,
2: yeah. Every time you go up level you should get more hit points. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I understand not, that. And yeah. it could be more than like three, but
6: when you start yeah. when you start level at level one with only two hit points what's it, when, <laughs>
3: what's, when your constitution is negative, right. you actually lose hit points every <laughs> yeah, time you not good. go up a level. All
1: right. All right, all right, all right. So the wizard casts and then he um, he says the book. I just want the book and he is speaking, roll for you get the impression he is very much speaking directly to you. Um, the other three of you who are running to get to him, um, you hear it. Croaker, you hear it first. You hear this kind of. And it sounds it's, it's like a clicking noise. It's made partly with tongue, but then it's also a little bit of bone on bone. Um, and in oh, yeah. front of you, as you're running around, you kind of come around this corner. And in front of you, there is a bone devil, which is a great big skeletal looking motherfucker with a tail. <laughs> um,
2: imagine an alien.
1: A, yeah, he's not nice. Yeah. imagine a xenomorph with bones. with bones. Yeah,
2: is he just hanging
4: out, or is he harming our friends?
1: He is waiting for you. Um, and he is going oh. to. What was your What was your running order? Um, I'm assuming just we'll go based on no, your initiative. initiative? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. So Croker. Um, he oh. is going to.
5: Well, I would be able to take a bonus dash, so I'd probably be up front.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, if that's you coming around, you come around the corner and you see this thing, and it immediately is going to lash out with you, at you. It's going <laughs> to make two claw strikes and a strike with its stinger. And I'm so going to piss my pants. On <laughs> the <cue>. claw strikes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the claw strikes are a 13 and a 15, so those are probably both misses, yeah? Yeah,
5: they're both misses okay. amazingly.
1: So you come around the corner, and this thing, you just – Out of the corner of your eye, you almost do a neo, and you just kind of fall backward and skid as the first claw strike goes over you. The second claw strike goes over you, and then he turns, kind of half turns, and his tail goes up, and as you're on the ground, you're not prone. I'm not going to call you prone, but um, he strikes down with the stinger, and that is going to hit. That's going to be a 21 to hit with the stinger. (laughs) Oh, Um, (laughs) jeez. I just want to say
5: I leave a streak of brown behind me as I slide on my back. (laughs)
1: Okay. Fair enough. Holy
5: crap. <laughs> What's that from?
3: Um, no, I'm just kidding.
0: For what it's worth, uh, DM, I actually, I failed that save. I just realized since I was restrained, I had disadvantage on deck saves.
1: Oh, I then failed. you took 34 points, so you're really hurt. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, dead is dead. <laughs> no, right he's, really down down. Yeah. he's really down.
1: He's really, yeah. really down. Yeah. Um, Chris, you just took 19 points from oh the my stinger. <laughs> Man, um, yeah, <laughs> and that is... That is poison damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I don't think we're an uh, off track anymore. I
5: don't think I made that at all. <laughs> I, I got an
1: eight. Yeah, no, that didn't make it. So you are poisoned.
5: Sweet.
1: Yeah, it's a good Jesus time.
5: Poison.
1: All right. Croaker, you just saw uh, you you come around here. Um you come around this corner and you saw Meep. He kind of dashed in front of you and you're like, that little fucker, what's he think he's doing? And he comes around that corner and all of a sudden you just, you hold up and stop as you see <laughs> Meep kind of go low under one swing, low under another, and then this stinger just pops him right in the chest. And it's kind of like when Shiloh hits Frodo, it's just this, and he just stops and this nasty ass snotty drool comes out of his mouth and he just kind of falls.
4: Right, and then so- the bone devil
1: looks at you and you are right there you can you're probably 10 feet away from them so i don't stop okay
4: i charge right into them okay with my axes blazing okay so let's see what i got going on here Um, so yeah so i swing my axes okay so I, I come around the corner, I see meat go down, I leap at him. I charge right into him. Okay. So you ready? Yep. First one is a unnatural twenty.
1: Okay. That's good. That's second, good
4: one, second one is a fifteen. Misses. Third one, because I have three attacks. is a 19
1: 19 just hits
4: all right so then i got two hits so that's going to be 10 20 34 39 points of damage because i'm charging and that adds plus five
1: Okay, so that's gonna be okay. So you come around and just start hacking into the thing. You actually see the, your first hit was a significantly better hit, um, and you get it right across like what we a clavicle, and just take a big chunk out of it, and, and little bone shards kind of shatter into your face, and you're like, oh, that was a great hit. And then you whiff, and then you get him another decent hit, um, and he's he's just he's fine. He's he's pissed. And looking right at you. Uh, Meep, after all that, it is your turn, actually, sir.
5: Uh, As a bonus action, I'm going to drop my Steel Defender, and he's going to go into Defend Mode uh, to cast Disadvantage on Attacks. And then I'm going to follow it up with Hideous Laughter. Okay. Attempt two. So he's got a a Wisdom saving throw of 16.
1: Okay. Uh, Oh, that's not good. I rolled low. Yeah, I fail. Ching. So you hear coming from its mouth, you hear just more of that just nasty. I mean, you want to talk about hideous laughter. It is a nasty clicking noise. It's not even laughter. and It's just click 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 click, click. And it starts and it's it that just does that immobilize them Is that what that does?
5: Yeah, so basically what it does is it uh creature of your choice falls into fits of laughter. The target must succeed in a way he's he falls prone and he's incap- incapacitated okay uh, at the end of each of his turns and each time it takes damage the target can make another wisdom saving throw so if we attack it or next attack it can then make another wisdom saving throw or it's next turn
1: okay all right fair enough so that was your action and that your was bonus my action, action right
5: i already did my bonus action to drop my steel defender and right okay. get him in play
1: all right make your um make your saving throw again uh,
5: let's see here. It's a constitution.
1: Correct.
5: It's going to be a while, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, a 16. 16, you pass. You are Woo! no longer poisoned.
5: <laughs> That's a miracle.
1: Yeah, good times. Kron, your turn.
3: I am going to ask Meep in his mind, telepathically, how are you feeling, Meep, as I come running by, running up with my hammer drawn
5: well I just got boned in the chest by a large skeletal dude so maybe not too great
1: how are you talking to him telepathically
5: because I have telepathy <laughs> well,
1: I guess that's a good reason so. it's,
3: it's one of my <laughs> so new uh, no it's uh, actually it's one of my old uh, it's one of my newest uh, by the last level I got it I used it once by accident
1: okay and then, Is it an ability or a spell? It's an ability. Oh, okay. All right, it's sweet.
3: A, it's a part of uh, part of a feat.
1: Well, thank God for that. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So,
3: I run up and I lay hands on
5: him.
7: Okay.
3: As
5: as you come up, I'm like, I'm like, just kill the guy. I lay hands on
3: you anyway because you said you were hurt so I am going to give you 12 hit points. Wow. And okay. then I'm going to cast a bonus spell, a bonus action spell, Shield of Faith on you. You get a plus two to your armor class for the next 10 minutes.
1: Sweet. Sweet. Nice. Thanks, man. All right. <laughs> So we are back around to the other group, Axe, Right in front of you is this Chain Devil, um, as is Rolthor. Rolthor is still ensconced in these chains. Um, actually, Rolthor and Othem, even though Otham is down, he is still wrapped in a chain. <laughs>
2: So, who's up?
1: Yeah. Bright Axe. I'm sorry, I thought oh. I said Bright Axe. Yeah, Bright Axe.
2: I thought I, I was confused. Okay. Okay. Um, I've got him pulled down, and he's toe-to-toe, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah.
2: Okay. So, bonus action. I'm going to um, brandish my axe a little bit and give one of those, you know how the, like the the All Blacks do the haka before their their thing. Okay. Obviously, that takes too long, but a couple steps and a few chest slaps, and I'm going to call out Ohofi and start swinging with the axe. That's going to give my uh, the the bellow of the or the Minotaur's bellow off of the axe. That's going to give my two buddies next to me advantage on their next attacks. Anybody within okay. 15 feet. Okay. Uh, or uh, allies within 15 feet, so that'll probably help the two apes that are right there, too. Yep. And uh, then I'm going to start swinging an axe. Okay. So, <clears throat> first swing on the Chain Devil will be... Come on, and d Beyond. You can do it. First swing is going to be a... 21 to
1: hit. Hits.
2: With a... uh, Sucky nine damage. Next swing will be a... 14 to hit. Uh, That's a miss. Okay. And that's all I got.
1: Okay. And he... Rolls an 18 on his deck save for your lightning.
2: I'm not doing that because I don't have a bonus action this time. Oh. I use the well, other.
1: Then fantastic. All right. Um, off them. Now, you lost your apes, right, because you went unconscious?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's correct. I, I was going to mention that.
1: Okay. All right. Make a death saving throw.
0: 12.
1: 12 passes. Yep. All right okay um so you are you're still out but you're you know you're you're not dead which is good roll thor you are up um you are still so, ensconced in chains? this thing yep
6: i mean if i do lightning bolts on the chains will that maybe
1: help me break them since i'm so weak
6: <laughs> i don't know Can
1: I, I i want the record to show that roll thor called himself weak right there strength wise yeah <laughs>
3: we have it on recording
1: um, yeah <laughs> Um, I mean, you could certainly try.
6: I'm going to try that because I just don't think I'm going to pass a strength test. Okay. Strength check. So I'm just going to try and. I don't know. Um, yeah, let me try with the lightning bolts and see if I can just, like, fry the
1: chains or something. Okay. So. What you well, that, to... That's not an attack, right? That's a deck save? Oh. Yeah, yes. Sorry. Uh, i don't know how to do that on an inanimate object um all right
2: i mean wouldn't it technically kind of be like he's lightning bolting the the guy
1: yeah well it has an ac and it has a number of hit points but i think for what we're trying to do here i think that makes more sense thematically so What we're going to say is you hit these things with lightning, um, and they light up, but it doesn't really do anything to the chains themselves, but you do score a hit, and he failed his Dex saving throw, you do score a hit on the Chain Devil, so it doesn't have the effects you wanted it to, uh, but you do do damage on him, so go ahead and roll your damage.
5: Okay.
6: 31
1: 31 points okay All right so you let fly with the lightning and it really you can see like his flesh lights up and chars a little bit um, he just oh he really takes a bad hit on that one he is not feeling good um it is his turn unless you have anything else you're going to do no i don't have any real bonus here. Um he is going to turn. He's gonna let go of Othem, who's just laying there like a lump anyway. Um and he's gonna take both of his attacks this time. Ah no, he's gonna take one each. He's gonna take one at Roll Thor, that's gonna be my black die, and he's gonna take one at Bright Axe. Uh Roll Thor is a fifteen Bright Axe, he duffed it on you. He it got caught up in Othem's armor somehow and it didn't didn't even come your way. Uh does fifteen hit you, Roll Thor? It does. It does, okay. So that's going to be 11 points of slashing damage um, and you are still grappled. All right. Then the dwarf, let's see. The dwarf is going to come up to you how close does he have to be for that 30 feet yeah he's gonna use his full movement he's gonna get up to you roll Thor, you being roll Thor and he's going to put some magic whammy on you um I need you to make a wisdom saving throw please
3: on who
6: on roll Thor roll Thor um (laughs)
1: Five. Yeah, so that didn't do it for you. So you are charmed. I'm sure. So you are regarding him as a friendly acquaintance. Sweet. Okay. And he's going to shout to you. He's going going to...
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, so if he is a friend, then he should immediately launch fireball at him because that's what he usually does <laughs> to
7: all
4: of
2: his friends
1: here. Yeah, one would think.
2: True. So, oh, I have the <laughs> charge to prove it.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Babies. So he, um, he calls out to you. He says, my friend, my friend, the books. I can keep them safe for you, the books. And you realize, well, make an intelligence check for him. Uh, Twenty-two. Twenty-two. You realize immediately. Oh yeah, this is that other wizard, the one that got taken away by the dwarves from from where we fought the big Garistro demon guy, and he thinks I have his spell books. Now I believe actually Croker has them, but yeah. the assumption that he's making the assumption that you have them. Mm. So that's that's it. What are you? How are you going to respond to him?
6: I, I don't have these books. I would I would be more than happy to give them to you, but I don't have what you're
7: looking for. Okay. All right.
1: Um We are back to the other group now. This bone devil, he got a little pissed off here. Um he's really 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 angry with Croker. Um so he's going to turn all of his attacks to Broker. So the two claws, the claw attacks are a 24, which hits a 14. I don't think that hits, right?
4: That does not hit.
1: And then his stinger attack is a 19. That hit too. Okay, so the claw attack, the first attack hits you. Uh, whoops, this 1d8. First attack hits you for eight points of slashing damage, and then the sting. Oh, I rolled low. The sting hits you for seven points of poison damage. Oh, which you're actually immune to, aren't you?
6: That point is poison.
1: Yep. Uh, immunity. Oh, you bastard. Okay, so um, it does. Uh, it does manage to sting you, uh, and it it. You feel the poison course into your veins, and as usual, you're able to just kind of shake it off. Um, Croaker, it's your turn.
4: Well, I now point my hand right at his face and uh, cast Toll the Dead. Okay. Okay. He needs to your face. wisdom saving throw with disadvantage because I Eldritch strike him the la- when I hit him. Uh, every time I do me- melee damage to a creature, um, the next time they have to make a saving throw against me, they do so at disadvantage. Eldritch strike.
1: I gained that a while ago. Is that done every time? That's when you have to call out, though, isn't it?
4: Nope. When you hit a creature with a weapon attack, it has disadvantage on the next saving throw it makes against a spell you cast before the end of your next turn. Okay. It's just an automatic thing. I don't oh, yeah. We... Hey, Chappy.
5: Uh, he I'm sorry that. to mention this. But was that Bone Guy, did he make his save, Wisdom Save, to get out Laughter?
1: Oh, he did not. Oh, well, I didn't make it. Um, yeah,
5: that's right. I. It's. Let's just keep going like he did. I said something, but I was muted, and I didn't pay attention. Gotcha. Right.
1: He rolled a seventeen on his on his save for that. Yeah, that he's good. For which one? On, for the laughter, no, no, no. or for me? He 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 failed against Croaker, He won against Hideous Laughter.
4: Okay. All right. So if he failed against me, he takes. um nine points of damage from that well that sucked
7: okay
4: and then using my war magic i am able to since i cast a cantrip i can also attack with my axe okay and that is a 17 to hit
1: that's gonna be a miss so You haul off with your axe and you hit him, and it just it hits it hits funny in your blade, your blade instead of striking true, it kind of hits and skitters to the side, um, and you just kind of push him with the flat of it a little bit. It does not do any damage. All right, all right, meep.
7: No, here.
5: Are you muted, meep? Sorry. How close is Rollthor to me?
1: Oh, you not guys like, are ways. You you guys are not. You saw the lightning flash from earlier, but you're you're not even in visual distance of him yet.
5: Okay, so I don't even know the autumn's down. Correct. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well then um, I've got Krantha nearby me, so I'm gonna cast enlarge on him.
3: <laughs> okay. I'm a normal sized human. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> so- hey, look at me, I'm five foot nine. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's, that's like double my size Come on You now have advantage on um, All of your strength Saving throws and, and anything you do With strength and you get extra D4 damage Okay We're Sweet. trying it
1: Okay So that was your cast, do you want to take a bonus action?
5: Uh, Yeah I think I'm gonna Sorry Let me see here uh, no, I don't have a bonus action worth using, so... Actually, yeah, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I'll, uh... Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the other guys, so I'm just gonna try to get in a position to hide. That's my bonus okay.
1: action. Alright, Okay. All right.
3: The- I'm really good at that.
5: I have enlarged, and
3: I am going to pull out my hammer and smash this bone, de- devil.
1: Okay. The hammer feels weird in your hands, but because it's it's now it's the wrong smaller. size for you. Yes, <laughs> you're no, like it, it wait cr- cr- what?
5: Well, <laughs> it grows with them. It grows. Oh, with it grows them. with. Yeah. Oh well, my that makes, me,
1: that makes me sad. And for flavor, I'm going to say it doesn't, but it's still going to do the same damage. <laughs> just because I like the idea of you getting really big and your hammer doesn't. <laughs>
3: well, and that makes sense actually. Then I would do, do I enlarge how much just to next level? So I'm like large I now. I think you so go maybe? the next
1: size up. Yeah. You go the next okay. size
3: up. Okay. So I'm about six feet, and my hammer. Well, well, because it's a godly weapon, sure. But I'm just going to use it one-handed anyway, so that's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I pull out my shield, and I pull out my hammer, and <laughs> I slam this thing on its head. So let's okay. See.
2: It just looks like he's using a ball peen instead.
3: Right, exactly. Right, oh, right. I got a natural 20.
1: Nice. Good job.
3: It's actually on these little dice. It's a big B for beyond. <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah. Uh,
3: okay. So natural 20. Um, don't forget a d4 correct so oh it actually calculated the crit for me nice. okay and a d4 so I would guess it 19 damage on that one okay I get a second hit. Oh, my gosh. You got to be kidding me. I got another critical.
7: <laughs>
1: two 20s.
3: Really? Yeah, two 20s in a row. That's
1: crazy.
5: <laughs> that is awesome.
1: Shenanigans. Yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
5: 14. How to piss off the, off the DM. Uh. I love how you pick these three guys, like really a chain demon and the the bone guy I'm like you must have just been like close your eyes said eh, what would be fun
1: nope there's actually a purpose behind it
5: <laughs> oh that's cool man I one, love one, it three,
3: 26 and I'm going to pump that one with a level three uh smite okay. add you d4 oh. too I did okay thank you so I get Sorry, there's a lot of dice. Uh, an extra eighteen, so that's thirty. Eighteen and twenty-three is uh, actually forty-one for the second
5: hit. You did sixty points of damage total, man. Yeah, that's insane.
1: I am Kronthud.
3: <laughs> I say it in a deeper voice than normal.
1: All right, you can. <laughs> I tore up his day. Okay, um, he is—he's um, showing some wear right now. hes you you guys actually your your second strike when you hit and you you pump that smite into it, you actually shattered a bunch of bone pieces, shards just kind of went flying um, the other direction. Beautiful. Uh, it was—it was—it was a good series of hits right there. Uh, Brightax, we're back around to you. All
2: right. Um... I'm going to keep swinging an axe at the uh, chain devil. Okay. First one's a twenty four to hit. Hits. With fifteen damage. Next one's an eighteen to hit. Hits. with 18 damage jesus
1: okay um uh, this thing's looking really rough right now Arthur, make your saving throw well save nice job All right, Rolthor, you are currently charmed, and the wizard guy is a very good friend of yours at this point. Um, And you know he's calling out for the books. Do you want to tell him anything about him?
6: No, do I get to make any type of saving saving throw against the being charmed? Look.
1: I honestly don't remember. Let me look. no you do not right now okay no
6: i don't want to tell him anything else about the i told him i care to tell him
7: okay
1: i'm going to take that from you because you're a dick to all your friends so that's just staying in character all right so uh what do you want to do as far as your action and whatnot goes then
6: um well realistically if i'm already He's my friend. I'm probably not going to try and get out of the chains, right? Since he
1: put me in the chains. The wizard is your friend. The chain devil is not. Oh,
6: well. In that case, I will try once again to get out of the chains.
1: Okay. Go ahead and make a strength uh, strength check. Eight. Jesus Christ, dude!
6: Come on. No, I know. I'm not <laughs> rolling good, and I have strength as my weakest. <laughs>
2: Thing.
1: All no, right. Nothing to do. All right. Um, so, yeah, that and doesn't do anything is for you. Strength is your
2: dump stat.
1: That's right. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, do you have a bonus action you'd like to take? Oh. I do not. Okay. All right. Um, oh, gosh. The chain devil. He is going to – he's going to take a quick look at Brightaxe. And, Brightaxe, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. He just looks you right in your eyes.
2: Um, that's a seven.
1: Seven. Okay, um, uh, you see, damn. yeah, <laughs> um, you see the the look in his eye. You see, um, you are going to see the no the the face of your very first captain uh, who died at sea. You witness his death at sea you loved him um, you see his face there and you just turn absolutely stark raving you just you you just turn white and you are frightened until uh until the end of the turn that was his reaction uh with his action he's going to drop his chains and he's going to withdraw so he lets the chains go from around roll thor roll thor um, you
2: and, won you got out and just
1: turns and takes off yeah yeah exactly what? good job roll thor and the wizard where are we in the the wizard looks at you roll thor and he goes just tell me please i've got to know just where where are my books just tell me
6: I'm not going to tell him anything. I don't know. I
1: mean, I know, but I don't know where they are. I'm not going to share that information with anybody. But he's your close friend. He's as close a friend as any of these guys here.
6: And I still want to tell them either. It's absolutely true. Absolutely. He is not
3: lying to you. I'm pushing, but
1: he's absolutely within character. (laughs) Wouldn't tell us shit. Fair (laughs) enough. All right. Okay, so um, he then turns and takes off with the Chain Devil. Um, All right, next up, other group, the Bone Devil. The Bone Devil seems to hear a call of some sort. It kicks its ear up one way. And it is going to take the disengage action. And it is going to beat feet as well. It's going to take off. What?
5: We get a uh, a
3: strike of opportunity?
4: Uh,
1: Because it used disengage. You do not, yeah.
5: I'm going to take one anyway. Is it going to make it? (laughs) Like, I'd like to attack anyway as it runs away, but... I mean, it's
1: it's going to take off on you, so it's got...
3: And if I recall, those bastards can
1: fly. Oh. Yeah, he's pretty quick. Yeah. We are yeah, in he a tunnel, actually he so does. He can't fly high. Well uh, you're in a you're in a, a fairly large cabin. He can't fly high, but he does take off on you. Um I mean you can make a ranged attack on him if you want. Hell yeah. Yeah. What the heck? Alright, so Croker, you're next. Uh so I uh,
4: do firebolt.
5: Okay. <laughs> yes. Pew 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 pew.
4: Twenty throw hit. Nice. Ooh, and that's going to be seven points of damage. Okay. <laughs> and because that's a cantrip, I get to make a an action attack on him, and I will fire my flintlock. How far away is he?
1: Uh, he's like forty feet away at this point.
4: Oh yeah, I fire my right, my flintlock pistol. Pa-pow! Okay. All right. Uh, that was a fourteen.
1: That's a miss. So pew pew. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you did score a hit. Um, and he kept on going. Meep, did you say you wanted to take a range attack? Uh, yeah,
5: I'm gonna do a firebolt and then my pistol too. So okay. for my first attack. Do you fire... have war
1: magic? How do you get to do a fire bolt and a pistol oh, attack?
5: never mind. I don't. I thought that was somehow. don't okay. yeah. no, 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 no. No, no, that's me. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Uh, that would be uh, a seventeen.
1: Seventeen misses. So oh. you go. <laughs> <laughs> right,
3: and...
4: grabs him by their ankle.
1: Yeah. Too late. Giant Kranta, did you want fight. to make a ranged attack? Do I...
3: it. I I will attempt to do a ranged attack. Throw your okay. hammer. How far away did he get?
1: He's forty feet away from me right now. Forty. It's yeah, not
4: that far. You might get another
3: attack on him
4: if he's only moving forty feet a turn.
3: Well, I'm going to go for guiding bolt. Okay. I rolled a nineteen to hit.
1: Just hits.
3: Ooh. For ah, yeah, well, middle damage. Eleven points.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, and, then and then I'm going to run
3: I'm going to run uh as my giant self. I'm going to run towards the other guys out the out the gate.
1: Okay. I don't know how far um, and, I'm going to get, but the bone devil takes off. He's going to use his dash action, so he's going to get quite a ways out there on you. Um so Krantha you go running up around the corner. Um roll a d20 for me.
3: Oh, just like a okay. I got an 18.
1: An 18. Okay, Authem, you need to make one saving throw, but you've already gotten two saves, so I guess it doesn't matter. And. Okay, all right, so three sets. so So, Kranta, by the time you get around the corner, he has stabilized. He is unconscious, but he is not dead.
3: Okay.
1: Um. And, and you make it around to him.
3: Okay, I, w- I would like to heal him if I
1: can. Yeah, we're out of combat right now, so that's fine.
3: Cool. Oh. And I
0: how many am- hit? Do I get one hit point when I sit- do my third save?
1: No, I no, think you, you still you just, you just stabilize at zero. Yeah. Ah, okay. You, you stop taking death saving throws.
3: But I am going to uh, do a second level cure wounds, and when I cure wounds on someone that has zero that's unconscious, you get the maximum hit points from my cat from my spell. Sweet. So you that's get awesome. a total
6: of twenty. That's more
2: than he usually has. Hey, that's probably, <laughs> Ma- probably Max. I was gonna, that's
0: gonna say warm. he's back to, back to Max. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh,
2: wow. <laughs> so thank you, Kronthud. How is it we're out of combat? Did the the dwarf and the Jane demon disappear on us, or?
1: Yeah, they took off last round. They beat feet too. So everybody, yeah, but... they all withdrew.
2: Okay. All
1: right. Yes, we. And did an they take off down the tunnel,
3: or did they teleport out? What? There just
1: is, a, what big, there is a big. There is a big. If you guys want to give chase, you can give chase. They've just. They've. They took off on you.
3: I don't think we need to give chase. I just. What? What are they going? The direction we're going.
1: No. So okay. they were the place you can't. Like I said, there was a, It was a big kind of open almost like a bowl outside the city, and they just went one way. Um, the way that you guys were given to go was to, to basically go the other way, is, is you guys, it was kind of like a, I don't know if you can see me in the camera or not, because I put it on my screen up, but it was basically kind of a Y off the sides of the bowl. Um, they just took off across one way. You could probably still see the bone devil from where you are, um, but the other two were were smaller and darker and hide trying to you know be stealthy and hide within oh. rocks.
2: My my hope was to, uh, when my turn came around again, to drop my Rage and, and Eldritch Blast after them. And it's a 120-foot range, so I theoretically should be able to get one off.
1: Okay. are you, Can you do that when you're frightened? You can, right? You can attack when you're frightened. You just can't go toward them? Yeah. Is that what uh, I remember? You get
3: dis- you get disadvantage when you're frightened.
1: Okay. Yeah, take a shot at him. Uh, are you taking a shot at the, the chain devil who was right up on you, probably, or the wizard?
2: Um, well, oh, let's see here. Um, I probably would be... Actually, the wizard was shooting fireballs at me. So he was. I probably would try to take a pot shot at him, because, yeah. Okay. Which, if that's the case, I don't have disadvantage then, right? 'Cause I'm not afraid of him.
1: Uh you are yeah, that's if, correct. You're afraid of the chain devil.
3: No, it doesn't it doesn't usually matter if you're if you're frightened, you're frightened of
1: Oh yeah, it's just a condition. Yeah, it's a condition okay.
3: in the in the vicinity. Okay. Yep. You can't get closer to him specifically, but you can fight other people, but you're still disadvantaged. Okay. The first well. Blo- it's
5: actually uh, as long as you're in line and sight with the original right. creature that frightened you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. First bolt at disadvantage is 17. The second one at disadvantage is 20. Jesus. The third one at disadvantage is 11.
1: First two hit, the the third does not.
2: Okay, we've got a total of 14 points of damage
1: okay you just hear this oh you fucker (laughs) you you zapped him pretty good i mean it's he's he's nowhere near dead but you (laughs) you let him know you were still angry with him (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back you bastards all right do you want to have any conversation before
3: you what the hell was that how long does your enlarge last? Am I still big?
5: Uh, yeah, you're still big.
3: Yeah. What the hell was that? I don't know.
5: They seem like demons or devils of some sort. Um, as you say that, Alex, it's actually only one minute. You slowly shrink, and your voice goes from lower to higher pitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well can we not stand around here and wait for more of that to befall us because that that was zero fun
5: yeah you wait you look really bad what happened
0: uh all i know is i i cast my animals i got my my apes out and next thing i know uh, i got cron waking me up
5: <laughs> we gotta we gotta get you some more protection buddy
2: uh, Better armor. Yeah, it, it, it currently it smells like burnt animal hair right here too. Because I'm a little singed. He's a little well. He's a lot singed.
1: Yeah, it's been a rough. Uh, it's been a rough go round for you guys.
3: Well, uh, I suppose uh, should we? What time of day is it now? Probably
1: uh i mean it's not very late at all it's not time for a rest if that's what you're looking for
3: yeah so
1: are you sure i'm positive
3: (laughs) i suppose we should start our trek let's get down to here before anything
5: else we we gotta get our supplies from those gnome guys they should be back anytime yes we can't run down there without food well, They
4: were on the other side of the uh, of the street, not here, so we can go True. back over yeah, there. Yeah, you're right.
1: You're right. it Took us a while to get over here to this fighting. All right, so it's gonna. It yeah, I mean it takes another twenty minutes or so. But the gnomes show up and they give you um, plenty of uh, plenty of food to pack that Croaker just basically shoves in his pack. Uh, but it's pl- it's plenty of decent food for you guys to make it through about a week, is what you told him. Uh, so add that to whatever you guys had. Um, and then you, I think you were going to spend, what'd you say? 20 gold. It was, it yeah. Was 10 gold. I don't remember. No, it, it was, was 20. It was 20. It was, it was 10. 20.
2: You told them 10. You gave them nope. half to begin with, which was five. Yeah,
5: uh, Nope. Five. I said, I well, would the five give them was them for the supplies give them, and they asked, what would you normally give us? And I said, 10, gave him five for supplies. I give him 25 total. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So go ahead and mark that off. Give yourself the supplies. Um, I'll give you ten gold for that. Oh, I got it, man!
5: I got it. I'm a treasury guy. We're good.
1: All right. And that is, unless you guys want to talk about it a little more, that's where we'll stop.
5: No, it was great. Sounds good. Okay.
1: All right. So uh, this is where we'll pick up next time. Is on your trek to Sarthea.
7: Thank you. Awesome. Woohoo! Woohoo!